Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Club. Get your ass up. Hey, fam. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ MV. It's Tuesday. Yes, it is. It is Tuesday, and the weather here is nasty. Thunderstorms, rainstorms, it all type of storms. disgusting. Let me tell you, my hair was a... Listen, my hair is always a mess, but yesterday was more of a mess than ever. Yes. And we had an event. <laughs> yes, you know what? Shout to Andy King. He is the borough president, councilman in District 12 in New York City. Uh, that's in the Bronx, and yesterday we were awarded for Black Hit, well, Black Music Month or African American Music Month, and they nominated had I guess no, there was honorees. Uh, how, how many? What um, are you doing, Evie? How many people were honored last night? <laughs> I think it was like thirteen people. I named some of the people that was honored last night with us in City Hall. Uh, Hezekiah Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Big Daddy Kane. Correct. Rakim. Yes. Slick Rick. Yes. June Ambrose. Yep. Uh, Laurie Ann Gibson, Gibson. Yes. April Walker. Yes. Who else am I missing? Mary Jane Girls. Oh, Mary Jane Girls. Mm-hmm. Rick James. Yes. Uh, who else? Who else? Londell McMillan. Cameo. Cameo, Londell McMillan. Of course, McMillan. our guy Londell McMillan. And then they threw us in there, which was pretty nice. I was like, who are they talking about? Yeah, was, me too. All I was these like, nice things all these us. legends here, and you go, uh, you know, honor us? It was pretty amazing, though. Yeah, so it was a beautiful event. I was excited. Yes, I was excited I was like, we're well. in the same room with Rakim. Mm-hmm. With Big Daddy Kane, yeah, it was with a, Slick Rick. It was a great uh, ceremony. Thank Lined you, down. everybody that honored us. We are so appreciative and so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. It's just really dope, man. And and like I said, there it was. It's crazy because all these people were the reason why I'm doing this. Like I remember seeing Rakim and wanting to go to a Rakim show and Slick Rick and just wanting one chain because he had thirty and Big Daddy Kane was so smooth. So it was just a, it was a, a, a great ceremony. So thank you, and uh, Andy King. Oh, I thought you thinking me. I was like, no problem, Envy. You deserve it. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> Amanda Seals will be joining us this morning. Yes, 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 yes. She Amanda, be knowing. Yeah, she be knowing. We'll <laughs> kick it with Amanda Seals, see what she's doing. She got a new song out, too. You got me. Effed up. Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it with Amanda. I can't even say the full title of the song because it's so not safe for work. Okay. And also, you know, I've been doing my planning for my car show, which is absolutely positively done. We got all the artists. It's going to be pretty dope. September 7th. If you haven't get, got your tickets, go get your tickets. Uh, if you have kids under five, it's free. It's a big family day. All right. So what we do is we bring jumpies in for the kids. We have face painting. We have uh, clowns that do the balloon things. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Then we have cars, celebrity cars. If you want to see what your favorite celebrity drives, We'll have uh, so many different celebrity cars here. You can actually get to see what they drive. And then we're going to have just regular street cars, just dudes that just hook their cars up to the maximum. And then we'll have exotics. We'll have unreleased cars. We'll have European cars, Japanese cars. It's going to be a dope, dope event. American Muscle Soul. If you haven't been, get your tickets. It's a, it's a huge family day. We're going to have uh, facials for women. So if women just want to come there, let their husband go look at cars and just want to get a facial, we'll do that. We'll but have hair braiding. You need somebody braiding. to do makeup after that. 
Uh, look, this is not Sephora. Well, you're not going to give facials and then nobody's there to do it. You should get somebody to come this in. This is and a do car some show, yeah. This is not uh, come get your well, makeup. Well, you're giving done. facials. I mean, that's just. And getting people's hair braided to, from Mimi. No, they can't. You should do... offer uh, some makeup as well. No, we're not setting this up so they can go to the <laughs> club later. This is just a nice event where families <laughs> could come and chill. Manicures, pedicures. And you can hit up Eventbrite. Massages. Click the link in my bio if you, if you need more information. That sounds amazing. <laughs> See, I should just add stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get the show cracker. Front page news. Oh, and one about. last thing. I want to say happy birthday to Shayla. My girl Shayla is her birthday. And yesterday we all went out to dinner after our event. Then we went to dinner. But happy birthday, Shayla. Happy birthday, Shayla. All right. Yes, we are going to talk about David Ortiz, a.k.a. Big Poppy from the Boston Red Sox, ex-Boston Red Sox uh, star. There's some more news coming out about what happened in the Dominican Republic when he got shot. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, the Warriors beat the Raptors 106-105. The Raptors lead that the series 3-2. Very close. I actually fell asleep during that game. Those, those late games be killing me. Now, Kevin Durant re-injures his leg. He's out for the rest Sheesh. of the series. They don't know how serious it is, but he re-injures his leg. So it's all on Stephen Clay now and Draymond Green and everybody else. But <laughs> what else we got, you? Oh, my gosh. There was a helicopter that crashed landed on the roof of a midtown Manhattan building. Now, what was going on with that guy? Because, uh, you know, they showed the video beforehand, mm-hmm. and it looked like a video game. Like, he was going down and up and left and right. Like, what was going on? You know, the weather was pretty bad yesterday, as Correct. you were noting. It's still bad today. Mm-hmm. And the helicopter took off from the 34th Street heliport. It happened at about 1.32 p.m. And the deceased pilot has been identified as Tim McCormick. They said there was moderate to heavy rain falling. Visibility was pretty low. There was some winds. But uh, what they're deciding, they're also saying that it's not really safe to fly over the city like that. Yeah, you're not supposed too to. Much conge- yeah, you're not. It's like a restricted zone. And if you do, you're supposed to definitely check in. And, and, and he didn't do any of that, right? And what they are saying also, he has 20 years of experience mm-hmm. as well. He never lost control of the helicopter. And they do feel like what he did was he was trying to not have a crash landing and kill anybody. Mm-mm. So he, he did that emergency landing. Try to land on top of the building? Yeah. They so said it wasn't even a helipad. They said it wasn't even a yeah. helipad on top of the building. So that's all we know so far. I know mm. they are still investigating, but this did happen yesterday. So they said he was waiting out the weather at first, but then later on decided to fly. Then they say he just dropped the passenger off and it was trying to head back and the weather got nasty or something like that? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of unfortunate uh, situations. And the one thing is that at least it wasn't in the midst of a whole lot of congestion and people. Absolutely. All right, now let's talk about David Ortiz, David Big Papi Ortiz. We told you about how he was shot at a bar in the Dominican Republic Mm -hmm. in Santo Domingo. Well, he is flown back to Boston. He was flown back and he has police escorts that uh, took him back to the hospital where he's being treated. They said the Boston Red Sox paid for a private jet to pick him up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They said the surgery was successful. The bullet did strike the liver, the small and large intestines. His gallbladder was removed to make space to treat the affected organs. But now there's some new information that might be coming out now. According to the Daily Mail, Mm -hmm. what they are saying is they believe that the shooting had something to do with a woman, that he was having an affair, and he was shot by two cops hired by a Dominican Republic uh, drug lord who believed that he was having an affair with his wife. Now, 
David Ortiz's representative, Leo Lopez, has denied that the shooting had anything to do with the woman. He said it was just the act of hired killers. They do expect that he will make a full recovery, but he did suffer liver damage. Well, they caught one guy, and I guess the one guy is snitching. The one guy was the one who was driving the motorcycle, so he wasn't the person that was the killer. That's Eddie Garcia, 25 years old. He's one of two men arrested for the shooting. He was driving that motorcycle, and he mm-hmm. was captured by angry crowds at the scene and beaten before the police could even arrive to arrest him. Wow. So the shooter now remains unidentified, and that's all the details that we have thus far. I'm sure he'll keep talking. They'll find out who it is by the end of the week. Yeah, so social media, of course. You all know right. how that is. People are putting out videos saying, these are the two women fighting in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, David Ortiz is very beloved in the Dominican Republic. He's well known for his charity work. He has a David Ortiz Children's Fund that helps kids with cardiac disorders in both the Dominican Republic and in New England. And he played in the MLB for 20 years and ending his career in 2016 where he got the last of his 10 All-Star appearances. All right. He's going to be all right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Didn't they remove organs and stuff? They removed his gallbladder. Mm-hmm. Do you need that? Guess not. I guess not. Mm. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night, or a horrible morning. Maybe you're or- tired of all this weather. Or if you want to uh, spread some positivity, hit us up right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Cedric from Fairville, man. What's up, fam? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's up, fam? Um, not much. I just want to say, hey, I'm blessed. I'm in a call with my son and his friend. We're heading down to Clemson for football camp this week. Okay. Damn, football camp started already? Yep. Yep, today. Damn. Okay. Well, congrats, my brother. I had a couple All family right. members that went to Clemson. My cousin, Mal Lawyer, and my other cousin, J.J. McKelvey, they went to Clemson. All right, well, thank y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, what y'all do, man. All right, man. Tell them to have a good camp. Hello, who's this? This Will, what's up? Will, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. I'm from Detroit, man. Uh, I'm just happy to, you know, I'm just really, I'm just, I ain't never been on the radio, bro. I'm really happy to be here, but. Uh, well, you better make the most of it, because you're not right now. All right, get on the point. Um, my kid, you know, he stay, we stay, we stay in Dayton, Ohio, and we're going through a lot of racist stuff, and uh, it's just tearing me up that we got to do all this just for our kids. So they can not have this racist stuff affect them, and it's like taking away his innocence. Like a kid, they—I I guess he got in—I guess he got into a little tussle with a kid, and a white parent called the police what? on my kid, and he's six years old. What? Mm, that's crazy. And, yeah, the, so, yeah. The police came to my door. Oh no! You know, my my kid started crying. Well, how bad was he the like, fight? Like, was it bad? It like it was, he, a six-year-old? No, the boy lied on my son and said he had choked him and beat him with a stick. And we we went over to the parents because I could spit on the parents' house. So we went over to the parents' house. He's like, bro, like, why are you calling the police on me? He's like, oh, we didn't want confrontation. But like, well, so you call the police? Confrontation? Yeah. He, well, yeah. no, they they they, they was they, the parents were scared to confront you. Exactly is what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah, my wife is military, so I mean, like, but this is a military base housing, so I. Like, the, the safety level was a 20 out of 10. You know what I'm saying? What did the police do? What did they say? Oh, they they were they were kind of embarrassed that they had to come and, like, do it anyway. But they were like, well, I'm just doing my job. We've had the police call on, on us, like, five times for, like, minuscule stuff. We're, like, the only black couple family in the whole cul-de-sac. And 
Well, it's, it's just crazy. Well, you welcome, welcome, welcome to our world, sir. This, that is, this, this is the world terrible. that we live in as, as black people. Yeah, sorry for you, bro. Oh, it's cool, man. Man, you know, I just want to thank you. You know, uh, you know, doing doing stuff in the city. You know, Detroit. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow for Detroit Demo Day. We're giving away $1.2 million. Quicken Loans is to small businesses in Detroit. I just got a, I just got a, a note from Detroit saying that your address is lo- located within a local historic district, and they got deals inside about rebates and all that. So shout out to everybody oh, yeah. in the D, man. Hello, who's this? Damn, he's hung up, he's hung up on the person? Tone, so what up? Get it off your chest. Jesus Christ. Man, this is for all men. I'm tired of my woman getting mad at me because she had a bad dream that involved me. Whoa. I ain't got nothing to do with this dream. She might be psychic. No, ain't no psychic. That's not a problem. <laughs> it's a psychic. It's a sign. It's women's intuition. No, you just had a dream that I didn't do something then, so don't be mad at me. Well, well, <laughs> what was up? this dream? Was it very uh, vivid? You must have cheated in the dream, bro. It could be, be a fight in a bar. I didn't defend her. So what? That ain't got nothing to do with me. That's you and your dream. Well, that's her subconscious. That's her manifesting her fears in her sleep. That's all. You just got when she Man, wake, when she wake up, you just got to make her make her realize that's never gonna happen. It's just a dream. Man, all right, you saying that now, but y'all black men faithful club, they don't have a dream about you cheating. And she wake up and say you cheating. Well, guess what? And you, you, you want to know when black men cheat? Why? Only in somebody's dreams. Yep, never. Okay, <laughs> black men, black men don't cheat, baby. All right. So if she want, if she want to dream about me cheating, cool. That's the only time it's gonna happen. <laughs> that was that funny. He laughing a little too hard. Yeah, it sound like you cheating bro. to me. Why you gotta sound like you cheating? You sound like a white person. You just just automatically profile the man. He's like I cheating. He's laughing. All right, bro. It wasn't even that funny. I appreciate it. To you. <laughs> All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Will, straight out of North Carolina. Will from what's the Carolinas. Up, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Nah, I just want to say what's up to everybody. I want to say, Angelique, I love your life. Ah, I love you too. I love your life. Um, he loves your life. Man yeah. God. Yes, sir. More drama man than God. You said what? Always starting some stuff. Uh, I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> they should have called you drama man and God. I got to get up there where y'all at. Y'all got to sign me up there. And do what? Y'all can talk about my lifestyle. Let's start something, Charlemagne. Yeah, I ain't gonna friend. We need somebody to clean some windows, man. When you available? <laughs> you wanna come clean some windows? No, I do construction. I don't clean windows no hey, more. Hey, I like that. You went to trade school? Okay. Uh, I, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Y'all hold it down, man. I'm listening to y'all in all this breakfast club, man, so y'all better be very funny this morning. Don't put no, yeah. pre- don't put no pressure on us. We better you, be bro. very funny. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Are we comedians? Shayna. Hey, Shayna, get it off your chest. I just want to thank God for this day. That's right. You know, I know. (laughs) Look, I'm thank God for this day, for this job. I'm so blessed. I'm highly favored. I got my own business. And I just want to just thank God. That's all, guys. Shana, Shana, you're not not just blessed and highly favored. You're blessed black and highly favored. You're absolutely right. I am blessed black and highly favored. And I just want to thank God for it. Thank you, man. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, what's up? This is Reckless TV. How y'all doing? What's up, Reckless TV? Get it off your chest. I wanted to speak about college. I know y'all talking about college uh, last week. Correct. I did trade school. I did two years for HVAC and uh, electricity, and I can work anywhere in the United States. I'm 23 years old, and nobody's doing trade no more. Everybody's trying to be doctors and lawyers. 
So right now, trade school is the best thing you can do. I agree. After, after I graduated, my uh, my teacher came to me and said I should go for another four years, and I'd be guaranteed to make six figures, and I can go anywhere in the United States. Mm-hmm. So trade school is popping right now because ain't nobody really doing it, and everybody needs help with HVAC and uh, air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. man, I, I met this guy the other day, I think when I was in D.C., man, he ran up on me and he was like, man, thank you for always talking about trade school because I went to trade school and I've been gainfully employed for 40 plus years. There you go. <laughs> I forgot what he said he did. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is Bree. Florida. Bree, what's the matter? She live in Hi. Florida. Stop, stop. Yeah, but I'm from Buford, South Carolina, Charlemagne. Hey. <laughs> um, I was just calling because I'm tired of Miss Lisa Frankenstein. Um, she's already took out a ad or an article in the Wall Street Journal saying that Miss Ava DuVernay has lied on her. Yeah, I read that last night. Naming her, I don't appreciate it, and I'm tired of. All the hard work that black people do and queens like Miss Ava being, you know, discredited like that. I'm tired of black men still being looked at as guilty when it's clear that they're innocent. I don't don't know. I don't know when a black man is ever truly innocent in America, even when there's evidence. When when a person confessed that they're the ones that did it and there's DNA evidence that proves it. And people still still saying that they're somehow involved. That's crazy. Just be wrong. Exactly. And it's like, what kind of hope are you giving our younger generations? Like, what kind of discouragement are y'all instilling in everybody to feel like, okay, we can't trust the justice justice system. Y'all want us to give away our guns. Y'all want us to do all this trust y'all and everything. But y'all don't have our backs at all. Well, listen, I hope y'all are not expecting uh, white supremacists to have your backs. I hope y'all not expecting racists and bigots to have your backs. All we need is each other at the end of the day. That's why I stress community so much and pooling your resources and unity and group operation. All right? Facts. Well, thank you, Mama, for calling. We know who the open enemy is. Facts. Thank y'all for hearing me out. All righty, Mama. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Nayib, we got rumors on the way? Uh, yes, and I meant to talk about this yesterday, but let's talk about somebody who is running for Houston City Council. So if you can vote in Houston, I know you're going to want to vote for this person. Also, Wendy Williams. Looks like she has a new boot thing. We'll give you some information. Wendy out here living her best life. Somebody please watch Kelvin Hunter. He might be on suicide watch. All right, get it. <laughs> All right, rumors up next. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Yes. So yesterday it's official. The corner of Fulton Street and St. James Place in Brooklyn and Bed-Stuy is now known as Christopher Wallace Way. Dropping the clues bombs for the notorious B.I.G., baby. Finally, he has a street in his hometown named after him. Little Kim was there. Little C's was there. Of course, Biggie's mom was there. New York mm-hmm. City Council member Lori Cumbo was there. Fans were at the ceremony as well. And they've been trying to do this for years. That's dope. That was really dope. And finally, it got approved by the Brooklyn Community Board and by Mayor Bill de Blasio last November. So it's been years and years and years that they've been trying to get this street renamed after him. And finally, it's been done. That's big because, you know, even growing up as a kid, you always saw streets named after, like, uh, black notable figures. But they were mostly, like, civil rights activists. You Mm -hmm. know, like you'll see a Martin Luther King or a Frederick Douglass or a Malcolm X. Now it's, like, the rappers. So that shows how rappers have become, like the new leaders, so to speak. 
Now you can go to Christopher Wallace Way. That is so dope, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Woodstock 50. You know, this Woodstock was supposed to be coming. There were all kinds of issues mm-hmm. with the people who were funding it and all of that. Well, now there's another issue. They lost the venue. They have announced a decision from the venue to cancel the event, so they pulled out. And that's because they just feel like with the provisions of the contract, it's just not happening. They so, had a crazy lineup, too. I, when, I, when I was looking at the lineup, the lineup was crazy. People were saying this could potentially be the new fire festival. They were oh feeling boy. a little nervous about it. Hey, does the world need a new fire festival? <laughs> well, I no, that's th- the point. Yeah, I thought the world didn't want the old fire festival. Right. So the event organizers were denying all of those claims. And, you know, they had already put, I think, um, $17.8 million into the festival. And a Manhattan judge had ruled last month the festival could go on as planned, but that their financial backing would not be restored. So they weren't able to get that financial backing they originally had. They were trying to figure it out after the former investor had pulled out. But now it looks like the venue is pulling out. All right. Scarface. A.K.A. Brad Jordan has announced his bid for Houston City Council. He said it's official. I'm offering myself for service as the next Houston City Council member for District D. Join our movement. More details to come. You can go to BradfordDistrictD.com. Dropping the clues bombs from my partner Scarface, man. You know, the reason I like stuff like this is because a lot of people like to talk about what's wrong with the system, but sometimes you got to be a part of the system in order to change it. And Scarface is choosing to be of service and be a part of the system in order to bring about some change. So salute to my guy Scarface, a.k.a. Brad Jordan. And I wish I could vote in Houston, damn it. All right, now, he's also a founding member of the Positive Purpose Movement, and that movement bolsters education and empowerment programs for underrepresented communities. And last year, he spoke with students in the Houston schools about developing music entrepreneurship programs in those schools. That's my guy. He wrote the forward for my last book, uh, Shook One, talking about his, uh, his, his, his issues with anxiety and depression throughout his life. Salute to my guy, Scarface, man. Love that dude. All right, Wendy Williams. Looks like she's got a new fling, boo, lover. I don't know what's going on. Okay. But she's been posting pictures with him, holding hands. They look booed up. And then we've seen the video of him on TMZ because he's sitting next to her in the car. And TMZ also asked her about what's going on with her family. I would ask you to respect our privacy, but please, I don't respect people's privacy. That's why I do the hot topics. But um, all three of us... Are doing fine. Are we going to see the three of you guys? Yeah, I mean, sure. together. Is a, even, maybe not as a married yes, couple again. Yes, yes, of course again. you will. Kevin's got to graduate from college. He's going into a sophomore year. He's going to get married or whatever. He's going to celebrate. Yes! Everybody's got to grow and up. And is he going to be back with his father again? Yes! Okay. They're not, they're not apart. She needs help, man. What you mean? She man. doesn't seem 100%, man. <laughs> Wendy living her best life, and she and she, she 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 deserves it. But she did sound like she was drinking in that video. She seems and, like she needs help, And I don't man. want her around she's anyone. She's in rehab, yeah, so I don't she's got to be careful. Yeah, I don't want her around anyone that's going to have her drinking. But Kelvin Hunter is somewhere selling his sneakers for cash and swinging at the air right now, goddammit. Boy, he is hurting. I mean, it's so well, cute that she has a new boyfriend and all, but she has to get help. We don't know if it's help. her boyfriend. I don't know who it is, but she, she looks like she needs help. Something's not right. Now, she posted a picture of him holding her hand, the well, just his hand, so you can't see his face in that picture. And she said, last night was the most beautiful sunset in Sherman Oaks with special people. Thank you, California. You've won me over. I'll be back for the Hip Hop Festival in August. And then she put, old enough to be your mother. Hashtag very sexy man. Hashtag my new life. Uh, uh, and that is the first time she's looked disheveled in a while because she's been looking good. So it could be the fact that it was just late at night. 
Maybe. You know what I'm saying? She's 54 years old. You know, she ain't been in the streets like that in a minute. Could just be fatigue, you know? But it did look like she was a little intoxicated. So I don't want her around nobody that's going to be yeah. having her back on that bottle. Something just doesn't seem right. So I, I hope that she's getting the help and everything is okay, man. Yes. And now, if, if, for everybody out there buying Kelvin Hunter's sneakers for cash, keep me posted. I like I like those stories. Is he selling sneakers? That's what I heard. That's what the screen says. How much? Cash. Just a little scrap for cash right like, now. Like how much cash? I don't know. Just a little scrap for cash. Are the sneakers used or new? And what size is he? Pause. I don't know what size he is. I can find out, though. I don't beat that. I just like to hear the stories. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? But whenever you see Kelvin Hunter out there selling sneakers for cash, keep me informed. I like those. Good for my spirit. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your energy. Good for my mental report. health. This guy is crazy. It is. It is. It's good for me. All right, we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Uh, yes, we are going to give you some information about what happened in the Dominican Republic with Big Poppy, David Ortiz. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, game five of the NBA playoffs, the Warriors beat the Raptors 106-105. Yeah, Toronto is going to regret losing that game last night. Uh, if you're going to beat the defending world champions, you have to beat the defending world champions. And I don't know a better way to beat them than up 3-1 in Toronto, game five. You couldn't pull that off. They could, now you're going back to Golden State. Woo. Well, Kevin Durant re-injured his leg. He's out for the rest of the series. Uh, might they, be, uh, he, they saying it's an uh, Achilles injury, so. It might be out, yeah, uh, a little might bit be out next, all season. next season. A little bit. The whole season next season. Well, we'll see. And which, also, which sucks. they were actually up, right? Toronto was up seven points. With how much? With how, with how, with three like minutes less left. Two minutes. Yeah, less than two minutes left. Goodness gracious. Listen, it's gonna, I'm telling you, it's going to be tough. I think the series is definitely going seven at this point. Because I just don't see Golden State losing game six at home because you have to beat the defending world champions. They are still the world champions. Let's be clear. Well, game six is Thursday. What else are you talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about David Big Papi Ortiz, ex-Boston Red Sox star. Right now, he is in Boston. They have confirmed that. Red Sox officials did send a plane so that Ortiz could be brought to Mass General for further treatment. They said his condition is still serious, but he was stable enough to be transported back to Boston for continued care. Now, we told you yesterday what happened with David Big Papi Ortiz. He was shot in Santo Domingo. He was taken to the hospital, and he was operated on. He's, as we told you, in stable condition. He was shot, according to the Daily Mail, by two cops that were hired by a Dominican Republican drug lord who they believe the, uh, that drug lord did believe the baseball player was having an affair with his wife. Now, Leo Lopez, who is Ortiz's representative, said the shooting had nothing to do with a woman and it was the act of hired killers. He said if we had known that there was a dangerous situation, he would not have been there at that moment. They do expect he will make a full recovery, but he did suffer liver damage during the operation. They operated on him for six hours. Mm. All right, so right now this case is under investigation, but we will continue to let you know what's happening. You know, I I, I hate guns, man, because shootings can happen to anyone, and I I have such a love-hate relationship with guns because it's just so much power in your hands when you have a gun. You can use it for good, or you can use it for evil. When it's used for good, it's a lifesaver. When it's used for evil, then you get situations like this. So it's just a a love-hate relationship you have with the kind of power that comes with having a gun. Yeah, but it just seemed like this was this was going to happen. I mean, if he, if this guy was paid to shoot him, it was going to happen regardless. They were going to find a gun. Yeah, and that's the, I mean, that's the sad part, though. It can happen to anybody. It don't care. It don't matter how much money you got. It don't matter what your status Correct. is. It don't matter what kind of security you Where got. Because you even presidents have gotten shot. Correct. Like, anybody can get shot at any given time. It's just a matter of somebody's choice or decision to shoot you. That's just too much power and responsibility for one person to have. 
I don't want them to have that power over me like that. All right, now they have information about a fourth tourist from the United States who died in the Dominican Republic. Oh, my mm. goodness. After he That's it, goddammit. Get Trump ill. on the phone. He's building a wall around the DR. I'm tired of this. At an all-inclusive resort in the Dominican Republic, Robert Bell Wallace, 67 years old from California, he had a scotch from the room mini bar at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Resort in Punta Cana, and he was there for his stepson's wedding, and apparently he fell ill after that. So the family was concerned after having recently learned of another, uh, you know, of the other seemingly mysterious deaths in the That's Dominican crazy. Republic. And I also would like to say I was reading, uh, what is this, the New York, this is the New York Post. I was reading the New York Post this morning. It says, Eliezer Salvador, who took David Ortiz to the hospital in his Rolls Royce, returns with the ex-slugger's bloodied clothing Monday as a photo emerged of Ortiz left in white pants. I want to put that out there. That, that it's not a stereotype if it's true. What, okay. White pants? That's all you. That's, that's all you seen. That's right. Drop one of clues bombs for all the Dominicans in white pants this morning. All right. All right. Well, that we'll is your that front page there. news. All right. This guy. When we come back, Amanda Seals will be joining us. My partner. So we'll kick it with Amanda Seals when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Family in the building. Amanda Seals is back. Seals. Hey. I just heard Amanda whisper, no threesomes. <laughs> right as we were starting. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Has anyone ever asked you for a threesome? No, but someone asked me to be in like a polygynous relationship. Oh, gosh. Like, I want you. And so-and-so, the two angels I've been sent to one day bear my children. How was that conversation? Now, what was your reply? I snuffed him. Who was this friend? Was I he like a, what was his nationality? Like, what was the a religion? American. Okay. American. He is my boyfriend in college. And when he said it, it like, this is like a legit, and then we had to go to class. Yeah. Like, right after Who was he, the other girl? Was she cool? No, it was some chick that didn't even go to the school. But he had decided that, like, you know, and, I, and me being the type of person, like, who will try to just ask for more info, like, just to see how crazy this is going to get, was like, so how would this work? Is there going to be a schedule? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> like, you have Mondays and Tuesdays. Jesus. You would have, I was like, oh, you really playing this out? And you snuffed him. And that says a lot because Angela, I mean, Amanda is somebody that will tear you down with intellect. Yeah. So for you to get physical. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? He had my, like, he had, at, like, we had broken up and then he came back and was like, I just want to be with you. Like, you have, I haven't been the same without you, you know, all this stuff. And then we're hugging and I'm just like, oh my God, like, we did it. We're coming back. And he was like, but can you be, can a man be in love with two women? And Jesus. Like, That's uh, my stipulation. <laughs> when was the time you thought about snuffing somebody? When's the last time I thought about something? And she was like, you know what? This this gotta go physical. She, she cracked her neck. She was about to box. Goodness wow. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's always in me because I just have rage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, if, especially if you're, if you're a, a conscious person, you have rage. Like, James Baldwin. What James Baldwin say? Mm -hmm. He said to be uh, conscious in, in America. Conscious black person all in America. The time. Yeah. And so it lives close to the surface, and so I try to refine the rage at, at all times. But sometimes, you know, you just, the emotions get a little too much. That's why I'm always like, you know, it's important for me to always be a communicator, mm -hmm. right? And just be really good at communicating because if, if it goes to blows, I really feel like I handle myself. No, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I, I've only been in one fight, mm -hmm. and I pulled out our weave. Wow. You what was this fight? I'm just curious. It must have been a long time ago. This fight took place approximately 10 years ago in front of Supenburger on West 8th. Oh, I love Supenburger. <laughs> the turkey burger at Supenburger. What do you fire. think it was over? What's it always oh, over? Oh, that's cozy. What's it always that's over? That's cozy, Supenburger. <laughs> but the thing is, is that here, let me tell you here, let me tell uh -oh. you why, how, is, how the self-destruction happens. Go ahead. The situation was that 
a, a an acquaintance um, of a friend of mine was like, oh, I heard you were used to date so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah. And she was like, oh, my sister is with him. And I was like, tell her, be careful. He'd be lying about his baby mom account. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what you mean? And I was like, he had one. And now I heard he had three, and that's when we <laughs> broke up. Okay. And so, fast forward, I was at Supenberger, and then the same acquaintance came in with a homegirl, and she was like, oh, I told my friend about what you said, and she told homeboy, and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, well, why would she tell him that I, it's like, that's that's what you I, trying to put on. I was trying to put her on. Mm-hmm. And so then, the person I'm with is like, yo, uh, the two girls that were here want you to come outside. Now, remember... I don't think that way. So I'm like, oh. Come outside. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking come outside. Like, we're done eating. So right. let's like have <laughs> Let's go outside and meet them. I was like, okay. And she was like, and this is a good time to tell you that the friend that was with her is actually the sister that she was talking about. Whoa, set up. Man, they set you up. They set me up. Where they so from? they tried to jump you. Brooklyn. Philly. Oh, so I come outside. She comes up to me and she's like, "We need to talk, woman to woman." And I'm just like, "I, what, what are we discussing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the conversation?" And she was like, "Well, you know, you need to keep my man's name out your mouth." And I was like, "But I was trying to help, look out for you, right?" And so, anyway, she put her hand in my face, and I literally calmly removed her hand from my <laughs> you face. You pushed her hand away, but because I touched her hand, I had opened the door. So <laughs> then she was like, "Bah." And she snuffed me. She stole oh on God. me. And then I was like, <laughs> and I am West Indian. So, like, you know, I do have um, an extra level of rage that it, it's like we have turbo rage mm-hmm. that kicks in. So the nutmeg rage came in and then, <laughs> and then it just was on. There were like 11 chicks that were in the um that were in the restaurant uh-huh. that, yeah yes and they were all lesbians they were all friends they were all lesbians and they run outside and break <laughs> the fight up and then like whisk her off into a car and I'm saying they're like <sighs> and then they pull out cocoa butter from their purse and just putting cocoa butter on my eye because she tried to claw my eye out mm-hmm. and her hair is on the ground oh my god and I'm like and nobody taped this this is before the days days. and then they were like please just tell us this isn't over and And I was like you know what it's over and it was like it was like do the right thing they were all like ah (laughs) but homeboy ends up dumping her Mm -hmm. and told her no one puts hands on Amanda that's a wrap Wow. wow. Editor. Wow. How many baby yeah. mamas does he have now? <laughs> I don't know. But at the end of the day, it was like, was it worth it? <laughs> no. Was it worth Hell it? No. It wasn't worth it. It's never worth it. Yeah. Guys can't be mad at that, though. They got to expect that. Yeah. Like, you got to expect that if you dated a girl and then that girl knows another woman, then that woman may say something bad about you. You know, guys know they hold facts. They be brainwashing women, <laughs> Did you say they hold facts? Yes. <laughs> they definitely do. And they then the woman facts. gets mad at you and not at her man. And you're like, why are you mad, why, at, why are you mad at me? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to put you on, ma. So now, now, how did I be knowing your HBO special changed your life? You know, you made me cry last time. Oh, dope I was special! Here. You came, you came in before the special, right? Yeah. No, dope special. Thanks, Rashawn. And I had the honor to host your Q&A and the screening of it, which was amazing. Everybody loved it. It was like sitting in the audience with everybody. I think there were so many things that as a woman you could relate to because it was like funny, but it was also just really conversational. I really was honestly very excited about how how people have been so able to see themselves in the special. That's the thing that you were talking about. Like just a lot of women have been like, thank you for giving me a voice. Like, thank you for creating a space. Someone wrote something the other day on my Instagram where they said, sometimes I don't realize I'm holding my breath until I'm in a space where I can breathe again. Thank you for creating that space. Wow. I feel like I've been working in a different space where Instagram had kind of taken over as like my 
thing and it was very important for me to pull the reins back and like let people know like no I'm that was something that happened off the humbug but I'm an artist why is it important for you to first and foremost create those spaces for black women because you said that at the beginning of the special you said this is for my sisters we just don't have those spaces and nobody's thinking about us nobody is even thinking to make those spaces so if we don't think about it it just won't happen mm -hmm. you know it's very frustrating to be a specific kind of black woman too like to be independent and to be educated and to be um adamant and as intense and serious like i think a lot of us who've had to who have excelled in our business or in education have had to, have had to be those things and those things oftentimes get misconstrued into the whole angry black woman trope or into the whole you going to have to be by yourself you ain't you be you ain't going to be able to get no man trope etc cetera, etc cetera. and so it's just if we're not creating spaces to normalize that like no we have all those things, but we also have emotions. We also vulnerable. We also don't want to have our superwoman cape on all the time. We also don't want to have to be strong black women. Like that's not a thing yeah. that we're like striving to be. It's something we had to be just by nature of condition and not wanting to get, you know, bowled over. And we be saving the world like every day. So it's nice to have spaces where we can talk about like, okay, I saved the world, but also my toes were done, and that was important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have more with Amanda Seals. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Amanda Seals. I see you back on tour for uh, Smart, Funny, and Black. Yes. You're going to be actually in New York on the 16th and 17th. 16th and 17th. And if we sell out those shows, we will add another one. Mm -hmm. Smart, Funny, and Black, though, at the end of the day, like all this other stuff that I'm doing, Smart, Funny, and Black is still at the core of what I'm about because especially in the time that we are in this country, it's still like a safe space for black folks that mm -hmm. just doesn't exist. We just did Kennedy Center. We did the biggest room at the Kennedy Center. We did the concert halls, 2,300 people. Mm -hmm. I had the Kennedy Center doing the, I had folks in the Kennedy Center doing the electric slide. I had folks in the <laughs> Kennedy Center swag surfing. Beautiful. Like it was really just this massive amount of people all sharing the same energy of we black, we beautiful, we're celebrating this, we're about it, and we need as many of those spaces as possible. Well, what about when white people infiltrate the space because they've seen your special on HBO and they're like, I want to go see her. As much as the space is welcome to everybody, it is curated for the black experience. It ain't for you, white people. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always say at the show, like, if you come to the show and you are not uh, a representative of the black community, like, you're welcome, mm -hmm. but know your place. I'm not going to bar mitzvahs asking when we gonna cha-cha slide. Like, <laughs> when's that happening? I'm not going to, you know, expect that when I go to certain cultural spaces. So don't expect us to tailor to your white tears. That's what right. happened with, uh, with Deezus and Joe Buttons when you had them on, on your... <laughs> Deezus came on the show with Joe Button uh, when we were in New York. And I always tell folks, don't drink before you do Smart, Funny, and Black. Because drinking gives you liquid courage, but it does not give you liquid intellect. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Deezus got frustrated with the fact that he had drank so much that he no longer had a meter for his funny. Because mm -hmm. Deezus is a funny dude. But the drinking... And smart. Yeah. yeah. And they, but liquor clouds that mm -hmm. and so he wasn't getting the jokes off and he was feeling away and then he started just doing light skin jokes and like at a certain point you're just like <laughs> you know i mean it's not you hit you hit that punchline. they ain't really rocking with it no more and now you know me you call me the barge street bully mm -hmm. because you on my stage and now you getting disrespectful and he left the show in the middle of the show and no one has ever done anything like that. It was very disrespectful. He still has not said anything to me about it to clear it up. And I expect an apology because at the end of the day, like I'm creating a safe space mm -hmm. for all of us. And if you had a misstep, 
cool. We all have missteps. But right. the the grown, you know, adult thing is to take accountability and say, yo, my fault. Like, Sober up, give me a call. That's and be it. Like, I like to apologize. I'm right here. I'm right here. Even put mm-hmm. it on social media because it was all over the place. So it's a time to be like, I was wrong. You I'm don't wrong. play about light skin jokes, though. Because it's stupid. And I'm not stupid. I don't think jokes are funny when they're not true. Like, that's just the reality. Like, most jokes, what makes them most funny is they're true. Well, and your friend hurts my feelings every day. Yep. Calls me beige, beige bitch. Waffle well, you know, Negro. we're not beige. I mean, we're sparkly beige. And- <laughs> now, if there's one person who reinforces every negative stereotype of light-skinned men, though, it is absolutely. I mean, oh, you man, got man. emotional with Jesus on some light-skinned shit. Yes. Like, you were... <laughs> See, see, look. See, that's a nice you pulled the Jesus on Jesus. <laughs> it really wasn't. You pulled that Jesus It really on wasn't. Jesus. They came up here. They apologized. Okay. But now I'm sitting next to a black ass Charlemagne <laughs> that I know I can't sit in the interview the whole time because I know what he's going to do. So I'm going to try to keep the mood like these both no, my guys. No. 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 Charlemagne is not that type of guy. He's the one that he wants somebody to fight. And then be no, like, I don't. Be like, I didn't think he was going to go that far. Oh, that's that's the situation. <laughs> so I knew I couldn't sit here during the interview. Talk like that, but <laughs> so like, clowning you, me, fam. You clowning. Let me remove myself and leave it at that. <laughs> and everybody good. Be good. good. Everybody cool. Everybody cool. square. Be good. <laughs> and that's what it should be. That's what it should be. And so you know, but also, like, I feel like when people say like, oh, you know, when you make white people jokes, it's divisive. I think that's bullshit. I do think it is divisive though when we amongst the black community enforce and reinforce colorism amongst ourselves. So like I shouldn't be making dark skin jokes. I don't think there should be light skin jokes made. I think, you know, at the end of the day Oh, you definitely can't do a dark skin joke. I would never. Why you, would I? There's nothing funny I there. I can't even do a dark skin joke back at him. He can say 17,000 light skin jokes. I'm from a different era. See? We I'll be sure Christopher Williams used to get that slander. Like See? it is, is what it is. But it's not even funny. It's I, not funny. I cheered when Nino Brown stabbed Christopher Williams in the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. I never liked your pretty ass. It's hurtful anyway. to envy. It's not funny. It hurts me. So it hurts for Sean and the, <laughs> the capital A and lowercase a in his name. It hurts him, and I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand it. But I just feel like there's just no there's just no place at this point. And then it just gets out of hand, and then start people start, you know, being disrespectful. That's like, right. that's what it goes from being, like, lighthearted to, right. like, mm-hmm. disrespectful. And at the end of the day, we was all... Slaves. So let's retire these light skin jokes. We were jokes. all slaves. Like some was in the field, some was in the house getting raped. And I'm the kind of I'm the kind of motherfucker where I feel like I would have been in the house. Like put me in the field. Right. I don't even want to be in here with y'all. Put me in the field. Nah, you'd have been on some that. You'd have been that Turner. You'd have been. <laughs> so you gonna nah, stop? You gonna stop jokes? Huh? You heard me? Not with you. See? I don't know any other way to describe you yet. See? It's just, I don't know any other way to describe you. You foul. All right, Amanda Seals, introduce your joint. This song began as a little ditty on my Instagram after somebody had sent me an unsolicited pic and then tried to tell me that it was the wrong number. And that's, I was how, like, that's really? That's how it started. Wow. Yeah. And so what I did was I told my followers, I screenshotted it with his phone number and I told my Instagram following like, hey, I don't like the word following, my Instagram fam, I said, hey, can you send this dude pictures of birth so you can ruin for him because he's trying to ruin <laughs> for me. You so put his all- penis on <laughs> He sent me, yes. And then he texted me and was like, you foul for putting your people on me and you know that I was, this was the wrong number. And right. I was like, did you think I wasn't going to do something? And then his girlfriend <laughs> broke up with him. <laughs> and so I sang it on my Instagram and then Chance wow. posted it and you posted it. And so the reality though is that <laughs> got me up is not just about got me up. Sometimes when you say that, you talking about white people. Mm-hmm. You talking about just people in general who are acting ignorant. They got you fucked up because they're thinking that you being classy or you being cool or you being just, you know, uh, an upstanding person is is giving a door for them to play you. No. 
This is my summer anthem for the real ones. Niggas got me f***ed up. That was Amanda Seals' new single, Iggas Got Me Effed Up. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Amanda Seals. Charlemagne? You took a little social media break for a minute, didn't you? I took a social media break because I realized that I had not adjusted how I was interacting with social media, even though my social media had shifted. Like, I went from having 40,000 followers in, like, June of 2017 to almost a million by the end of the year or by the time I did in this year so by March and I was still operating the same way where I'm like inter trying to interact with everybody and then I'm clapping back and doing all type of stuff and it's just like this is not healthy this is and and I also got like hemmed up in a uh, silo of lies that got me a lot of death threats and people attacking me and all type of on these they internet, they were going, they was going through my whole throat, and you know it's always a continued narrative of like Amanda Seals hates black men, which is just so tired and false, and it's just like I'm only I'm only human. I can only withstand so much uh, just watching lies about myself be mm -hmm. continuously purported by people, and also by women. I think that's really what annoys me the most when you have women that like take time out of their day to like come at me and be like, you lying ass, heifa, and I'm just like, but the facts is in front of your face. You just wanted to get at me. And I'm just like, you know what? In the words of the woo, I will protect my neck mm -hmm. and I will <laughs> go to Grenada and mind my business and end up doing, you know, a beautiful photo shoot in Grenada that you can now see in essence. And <laughs> so... <laughs> Amanda Seals knows she's an acquired taste. I'm not for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> You know that yeah. about you. 100%. But I think that's real self-awareness when you realize, like, I'm not for everybody. Like, and nobody should be for everybody because that's loose. Like, who, who, and who even has the bandwidth to be for everybody? My whole thing is that if I'm not for you, chill. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Like, if I'm not for you, you don't need to come and get at me. Like, I'm just not for you. There's so many other places for you to be than in my timeline telling me you don't like me. And uh, you, you got to realize that people really don't know you at the end of the day. They really don't. And what's wild is that, so I could be on Instagram and have all these dashes in my Insta story, and it still only adds up to six minutes of my day. Mm -hmm. And people will judge you off those six minutes mm -hmm. and think that, like, you spent your whole day ranting. It's like, no, actually, I had sex, like, three times today. Like, <laughs> I, I, I caught a high pass checks. Like, I, I, I hung out with my cat. I had a great I, day. I had a great day. I did an entire <laughs> show. And in the midst of that, I talked some <laughs> and you watch me get my makeup done. Word. Do you think black women being sidelined in comedy is over or is the landscape changing? No, it's not over. I mean, I'm one and yeah, I broke through. a long way to go. And even I'm, you know, still like, you know, a light-skinned chick from a very specific point of view. So there's definitely a long way to go. And I think the the reality, though, is that it's my, it's part of my... It is part of my responsibility to be an integral part of opening that space. So that's why I do Smart, Funny, and Black and, you know, create spaces where we can give people bigger platforms and bring them up on stage and have them be guests. That's why I have my podcast, Small Doses, and we can have folks come on. And that's why I want to have a festival, a Smart, Funny, and Black festival. You know, mm. we just we just did a takeover at the Kennedy Center. That'd be dope. And I did three, I headlined three nights at the Kennedy Center. And I want to go back next year and do the same thing, but during the day have programming. Right. That gives, you know, space for other comics that fall under the umbrella. But yeah, yeah it patriarchy ain't over. Do you feel the special served its purpose? The purpose you intended it to have? Yeah, the special definitely served its purpose because I still get black women coming to me saying, thank you for the special. I still get black women saying, like, you know, this has been really special for me and gave me a voice. And 
it's still resonating. Like it didn't die down. Like right. it's been six months and I still get people like sending me videos of them closing windows <laughs> and being like, these are my windows, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> my man walked into his godmother's crib and she was watching the special. And he was like, why are you watching this? And they were like, we love her. And he's like, wow. You got a man? You said my man? Okay, I was waiting for somebody said, to catch him. I didn't want to bring it up. No man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody heard that? Okay. My I man. I didn't want to bring it up. But you you, did you mean like my it. man, like my man man? Or my man like my homie man? Glad somebody caught that. So you got a man. Let me sip my water. <laughs> yeah, because y'all y'all need to know that like you tea. can be who you are and and find love. That's all you gonna say? That's all I'm gonna say. Is Amanda in love? So you in love? Are man. you in love, love? Yeah. Love, yeah, love? I yeah. Love okay. I'm in love. Mm-hmm. How long has this been going on? <laughs> Irrelevant. She turned it red now. That lights keep turning red. Who's <laughs> 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 so this guy? Tell us about him. No. Is he in the industry? I'm not doing this. Is he from the East Coast, West Coast? I'm not doing none of this. Is he an I'm not doing none of this. Has he met your mom? Yes. Oh. She said yes to that. (laughs) You already know. Is he mom approved? He met my mom. He met my aunt. He met the whole squad. He got got bread? He good? (laughs) He's straight. Young, old? Your age? (laughs) My age. (laughs) Anything else, brother? (laughs) (laughs) Look at this fool. Is he funny? Hilarious. Yeah, that's important. You have to be smart. You have to be smart, funny, black to even get in the door with me. Where'd you guys meet? At a museum. Ooh, okay, I like. I that. knew you would like that. <laughs> that. If you see her on that. If you go to her IG story, you'll see his back a lot. Uh, let me go. I'm not. His back a lot. If you want to meet him, he's right here. That's him out there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were out there. Hello. Uh, right. Angie, be on it. Y'all just saw yeah, it. I peeped it. Y'all was like, hello. Yeah, okay. Y'all was kind of on each other's last, but I was like, that could be the shooter. So I say, I didn't even realize he was out there. I hate y'all so much. You're super red right there. Ah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But she's got to go because she got that sex three else? times today. He must know you're talking about him. He must know you're talking about him. He just looked in Everybody's now, looking at him now. You, you said if you had a man every morning. Yeah, I'm about that life. Okay. You know, but at the end of the day, like, you just want to be able to have somebody that you can bounce things off of mm-hmm. and that listens to you and you can listen to them. And I will say, like, all of this is a learning curve. Like, you just realize, like, that there's just different paths to every relationship and how things grow and, you know, that you learn things about yourself and about each other and patience and all of that. But you also are just, I'm just older. Mm -hmm. I'm older, so I find that I'm just having to just really look at myself and my triggers. Ooh, that's -hmm. something that you learn about in a a new relationship. Like, oh, that's a trigger. I didn't even know I, (laughs) oh my God, I didn't even know I had that. You know, and so that's been... But it's just nice to be growing, like to know that you're growing and to know that you're evolving and that someone is trying. A lot of women get frustrated with the fact that like they don't feel like someone is willing to just try to like get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's a hump. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta make that effort. It's not gonna be just, if you're, a, listen, I always say a revolutionary, a revolutionary woman's love will not be won passively. Mm. So like, to me, when you rocking with someone like me, like the easy doesn't come in the beginning. The easy comes on the other side. Like, we gonna go through the rapids and then it's gonna be serene. But it's because, like, you're dealing with someone who is an established human. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I have had to be me at the full extent of me for my whole life to get to where I'm going. Right. So that is not so, that's not very malleable. You're working with granite, not clay. 
Okay, so you got to chip away, and I have to be willing to allow that to happen too. We all have to try and be our best selves, and mm -hmm. sometimes in relationships, like it's so easy to regress. It's so easy to just like go back to our previous dysfunctions because it's comfortable. And the shit that's really difficult is like being honest with yourself about like how am I, how am I continuing my practices that got me in the bullshit before? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Amanda Seals, for joining us. Thank you all for right. having me as always. It's the Breakfast Club. It's Amanda Seals. Got him. You know the mics are on. Yeah, People can, can hear, hear you. you. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know he turned my mic on. Why are you talking about Gunna? I don't know what he was talking about. He just turned my mic on. Didn't say <laughs> no. We have a job to do, MV. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Good let's, evening. Let's talk Robin Givens. <laughs> this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has well, Robin Givens was on Watch What Happens Live, and she was discussing one of her relationships. Now, Howard Stern, Andy Cohen asked about Howard Stern because Howard Stern has previously talked about how he has a very small penis. He told Rolling Stone back in 94, I think I might as well be upfront about it. Uh, no guy will ever admit to having a small penis. I just went on the record. I might be one of the smallest guys in the world. Okay, well, he asked Robin Givens what it was like being with Howard Stern. Are his comments about his small penis actually accurate, <laughs> or are they just jokes? Howard Stern was a magnificent lover. Yeah, but I mean, would you say that, I mean, Before like, that, he and I yeah. have talked about this on the air. Uh -huh. He says his penis is super, super small. I mean, wow. is that true? We're sticking with this whole penis thing yeah, for, for no, a while. Yeah, no, I'm just so curious. No, no, I, who, it was just, it was all good. Howard Stern had sex with Robin Givens? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. Well, <laughs> how, how did Andy Cohen know that? I think it was public information. Oh, well, they, congratulations they, to Howard Stern. It was a long time ago. And you know, when you have a little penis, you have no choice but to be a great lover because you got to, you know, make up for, in other areas. You would know. Okay. I'm average. I'm seven inches, three, four, eight when it's warm out. Right, so I got an average size. <laughs> but, you know, you got to make up in other areas for what you don't have in the penis. So you got to be a great lover. Were they working with each other and they had this relationship while they were working? Or, oh, this was before. Are you thinking of Robin Quiv was punch him in his face, please? Oh, I'm thinking, what, what punch him. Punch him. Drum. Drum. Punch him. Drum. Please. I'm begging you, Drum. If you ever do anything, I ask you punch him right now. Please. Punch him in the face. Put him to sleep. Sound like Robin Quivers. Drum, come on, man. I was thinking Left hand. You were thinking the same thing, right? They said Robin, oh, so I was God. thinking that Robin. I clearly said Robin Givens. Both of y'all punch each other right now. Like, both of y'all hit each other at the same time. One, two, three. One, two, three, go. In the jaw. Boom. My God. I heard Robin. That's what I was thinking. All right, man. No, you do. You could have been Batman what, partner, too. I was like, too. they work together? You want to name all Robins? Huh? What's wrong with you? Name another Robin outside of that. Williams. Oh, okay. Harris. All right. <laughs> Roberts. What, what, you want, Jackson. You want to keep know. on with this? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Robin Drum Givens. thought the same thing. No. Also Both talked about drug on drugs. when Mike Tyson, remember Mike Tyson claimed that he caught Brad Pitt uh, in bed with Robin Givens? Oh, that, that Robin Givens. See, now I know. Go all ahead. Right, go to sleep. I just want to make sure y'all Go to sleep. Well, she says that's not true. Mike Tyson wrote about this in his book that he caught you and Brad Pitt pulling up in the driveway this? of the house. Oh, pulling up in the driveway. Yes, yes. that part's true. I thought oh. he said he caught us in bed. <laughs> oh, did he also say he caught no, you in bed? No, yes. I mean, Mike, because I didn't read the book. Okay. I was told that he says he caught us in bed, which never happened. Well, what happened never. when you pulled up in the driveway? Where were you we well, coming from? Well, I was from? like, Brad, go oh, we were coming from like a screening or something. Oh, he okay. claims that Brad said like, don't hit me, don't hit me. No. No, <laughs> that did not happen. Does that sound like Brad? I mean, Brad's got some Swag. Yeah. Right. Now that story I heard because I either read it or saw it. I saw it somewhere. Mike, I think he said it in his one man show that he did. Yes, and he said he didn't know whether he wanted to fight him mm -hmm. or oh, uh, f him. Yep. Really? Yes. He said, pretty mother effer. So I didn't know whether I wanted to fight him or. 
I remember that. Fornicate with him. Jeez. That part stuck out, right? <laughs> all right, now let's talk about Linda yeah. Fairstein. She's the Central Park Five prosecutor who's losing all her deals and stepping down from everything as she should because of the rape and assault convictions against the Central Park Five that she made sure happened. And now that miniseries that everybody's been talking about on Netflix um, is out, and I guess she feels like she's getting an unfair reputation. Well, she did an op-ed oh, in God. the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, she did. I read that last night. You read it, right? Mm-hmm. So she's also saying that uh, reporters and filmmakers have only ever focused on the five accused teenagers and that one... and that they missed a larger picture of that terrible night. She said there was a riot in the dark that resulted in the apprehension of more than 15 teenagers who sat upon multiple victims. She said that on that night, eight others were attacked, including two men who were beaten so savagely that they required hospitalization for head injuries, and there's compelling evidence that the five were involved in the riot. She goes on to say that the rape and assault convictions were vacated, and they should have been, but she also is uh, trying to say that the other charges for crimes against other victims should not have been vacated. Nothing Mr. Reyes said exonerated those these five of those attacks, and there was certainly more than enough evidence to support those convictions of first-degree assault, robbery, riot, and other charges. She said, when they see us, it's so full of distortions and falsehoods as to be an outright fabrication. And she's just going on to say that it's a wonderful thing. These five men have taken themselves to responsible positions and community respect. But she said that the uh, director, Ava DuVernay, ignored so much of the truth about the gang of 30 and about the suffering of their victims victims, and described that as an outrage. Let, let it go, Linda. All right, when now, is... Ava DuVernay responded mm-hmm. to uh, Fairstein's issues that she has with the series. And she said, I think it's important that people be held accountable. And that accountability is happening in a way today that it did not happen for the real men 30 years ago. But I think it would be a tragedy if the story and the telling of it came down to one woman being punished for what she did because it's not about her. It's not all about her. It's a part of a system that's been that's not broken. It was built to be this way. It was built to oppress. It was built to control. It was built to shape our culture in a specific way that kept some people here and some people here. FYI, when you watch the movie, they show the guys wilding in the park. They yeah. do show the guys. They, they, they do show a group of men beating up people and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So it's not like, you know, Ava DuVernay painted them to just be in the park having a goddamn picnic. All right? Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. I just want to know when a black man, when is a black man ever going to be innocent in this country? The DNA didn't match and the person who actually said they did it, his DNA did match and they still trying to paint the picture that these kids were, you know, something that you labeled them as? Quote, unquote, monsters. Nah, all right, I'm Angela go. Yee and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne Donkey today? Yes, we need uh, Toronto Raptors fans to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them. This is a teachable moment, okay? You don't laugh, you learn. In the words of Minister Farrakhan, let's talk about it. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Charlemagne, say the gang, donkey, other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, <laughs> man, hit me with the heat. Yes, it's The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, uh, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, June 11th, goes to Toronto Raptors fans. Now, a lot of us were watching Game 5 of the NBA Finals last night, and we were anticipating the return of the easy money sniper, Kevin Durant. Dropping a clues bomb for Kevin Durant. Uh, I love storylines. I love when people have a chance to make legacy statements, and last night, Kevin Durant had a shot to do just that. 
the defending world champion Golden State Warriors down three games to one against the Toronto Raptors game five at home in Toronto what better way for Kevin Durant to return after missing the last nine playoff games come back and dig the Golden State Warriors out of that hole win the next three games and lead the Warriors to their third straight championship that's how legacies are created and legends are born and when game five started it looked like that was going to happen KD scored 11 points in 12 minutes but during the start of the second quarter this happened Doctor trying to stay with Durant, knocks it away, and Durant's limping. Durant goes down, holding his leg. Ibaka goes up, and is fouled down the other end. And Durant grabbing that right leg. It's the right calf that put him out. His teammates going over to check on him. They don't like to hear the fans yeah, cheering. I, I'm surprised by that, and, and the players are telling him not to be doing that. Okay. Yep, KD re-injured his calf early in the second quarter. Uh, reports are saying that the Warriors believe KD has a torn Achilles. He's getting the MRI today. And I hope he doesn't have a torn Achilles because that is the worst injury you can have in basketball. All right, a lot of players never fully recovered from that and in some cases never play another game. All right, Kevin Durant was absolutely the most coveted free agent this offseason. The whole landscape of the NBA was going to shift next year depending on whatever Kevin Durant decided to do. But that is now all out the window and we can only hope that his injury is not as bad as it seems. What the reality is, it seems pretty bad. Now, I am a stern believer in not wishing anything on anyone that I wouldn't want done to me or anybody I love, okay? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, when you see men fall, don't laugh, learn. Well, the Toronto Raptors fans didn't get that memo because Kevin Durant, as he limped off the court, he heard this from Toronto's Raptors fans. Can we hear those uh, cheers again? I want to hear Ibaka trying to stay with Durant, knocks it away, and Durant's limping. Durant goes down, holding his leg. Ibaka goes up. And it's fouled down the other end. And Durant grabbing that right leg. It's the right calf that put him out. His teammates going over to check on him. Why are y'all cheering? Why? They don't like to hear the fans <laughs> yeah. cheering. Why? I'm surprised by that. <laughs> like, why? Why are y'all cheering? Huh, Raptors fans? Like, here's the thing. I know you want to win a championship, but you should not cheer for another player's misfortune because you have 12 players on your team as well. And they all, they all have Achilles, too. And other body parts that could easily be injured. How quiet would Jurassic Park get if, God forbid, my cancer brethren, who I share the same born day with, Kawhi Leonard, tears an Achilles at the start of Game 6? Do you think for one second that it could not happen to your star player? That's why you shouldn't cheer or laugh. You should learn. Now, did you hear what DeMarcus Cousins had to say about it? He's a man who learned about Achilles injuries firsthand because he's had one. All right. And it's good to see him back on the court this year. But he's still not the DeMarcus Cousins he used to be. And I'm sure there were a lot of people who are happy he got hurt. And there was a lot of opposition who cheered his fall, too. But listen to what he had to say about the Raptors fans. What do you think about the people who questioned Katie's heart and how long it was taking him to return? Yeah. The fans, some of the fans cheering when he went down. Trash. So trash. It's always about what we can do between those lines. That's it. That's all that ever matters. And then once we lash out and do human type things, then we consider bad guys. Look, man. Uh, it's a lot of things that happened in Game 5 that could shift the series. When you up 3-1 with a chance to close out at home, you know, up by 7 with less than 3 minutes left, you're supposed to finish that, but you didn't. And your fans, some of the best fans in the NBA, may have put some bad juju on y'all, cheering for the fact that KD got hurt, all right? The sad part about an injury is that it's a lesson every NBA fan and player should know already. Because an injury can happen to anyone at any given time. Don't laugh, learn. I don't know why I keep quoting the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when I can just let you hear it from him himself. This is a teachable moment. Listen. 
you see men fall, don't laugh. Learn. Because you're on your way up. And the things that tempt people to fall, you and I are not free from that temptation, nor from the weakness that will cause us to stumble and fall. When you laugh at somebody else's fall, white or black, rich or poor, your enemy or your friend, you're laughing and opening a way for your own demise when you do that. Because to laugh and not learn, to make mockery and not to understand, is to make the same mistake yourself. Raptors fans, don't laugh at some other players' misfortunes. Because if one of the Raptors star players or superstar players, <clears throat> Kawhi Leonard, gets hurt in game six, you know why. Please give Toronto Raptors fans the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Let's talk about this yes, a little bit. Yes, because there's a conversation to be had. Because even though I don't agree with it, I can understand why they were happy because they want to win a championship. You know I, what I'm saying? So no, say, that's foul. That's, no, I think it's foul. That's totally foul. But I understand it. You know what I'm saying? There's, mm-hmm. a, there's something behind it. I ain't gonna, I'm, I don't understand it for no no sport, no game. Like I agree. I can't even understand it. Well, let's open you up the phone You still want to win, but you have empathy for a person Absolutely. who just injured themselves. But that's do all. we have empathy for people who have wronged us? Is it ever okay? Who, ha- who, who misfortune befalls them? To laugh at somebody's misfortune. That is the question. 800-585-1051. Is it ever okay to laugh at somebody's misfortune? I think you can laugh if you've learned from it. Like, you know, every, I think I'm going to laugh. I'm, I'm on record. I'm going to learn, but y'all, I'm going to laugh. Y'all know who I don't like. I can't stand Kelvin Hunter, Wendy Williams' ex-wife. You know what I'm saying? But I learned from him a long time ago. I learned a long time ago how I would never treat people because of the legendary sucker stuff I saw Kelvin Hunter do. So when I see, uh, you know, what's happening to him happen now, it's just a lesson to me that karma is real. And you should always put the energy out that you want to get back. And I feel the same way. If if you go at me, you go at my family, and you fall, I am going to laugh. I'm going to laugh in your face. Oh. I'm going to laugh all around you. I am going to laugh so hard, but I will also learn because I don't want to be what you are. Yes. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to look like you. I don't want to even have the same energy as you. Another lesson I learned from uh, Calvin Hunter's fall is black men don't cheat, but I knew that already, too. My goodness. All right, call us up. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, Charlemagne gave Donkey the day to, to, the, to, to Toronto Raptor fans. Yeah, Toronto. That's because of what? Uh, because they they cheered when you know Kevin Durant got hurt and it's a career it could be a career you know it's a career threatening injury because they're saying it's a torn Achilles you know what I'm saying and I know y'all want to win the championship but you shouldn't laugh at another player's misfortune because that could easily happen to Kawhi Leonard at the start of Game Six correct you know what I'm saying yeah or any one of y'all star players you think that was karma for them last night then. No, I don't think it was karma. I just don't think. I just think when, this is a lesson that should already be for the learned. Warriors to win. If you're a player in the NBA or a fan of the NBA, you should never cheer when you never. see anybody get hurt. Yeah, because that could happen beings. to anybody on your team. We know everybody's very into sports Absolutely. and your team, but these are still human beings. I feel like that about when when people play sports when they get injured. When uh, something happens, when somebody gets robbed, you, you never laugh because it could happen to anybody. When somebody gets shot, stabbed, they get sick. I feel the same way, but. If somebody that I don't like that goes <laughs> at me and my family, you, right. I will laugh my ass off. Because I am glad 
and happy that you have a misfortune yeah, because I'm, you went at me. Now, I will learn from the situation <laughs> and I will learn never to be like you. But if like there's a lot, there's some people that, that went at me that went in my family. When I see the misfortune, I just sit back and I laugh. I laugh. Yeah. Anything that I don't want to happen to me or somebody that I love, I don't laugh at or wish on people. But when I see people who have made poor choices and poor decisions and bad things happen to them based off those poor choices and poor decisions, I probably will laugh, but I will learn. Y'all know who I can't stand on this planet. His name is Kelvin Hunter. Trust me, I'm working through it. I'm working through it in therapy. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get that doesn't out of my seem heart. Like it. Trying to get this out of my heart for this man. It doesn't seem like it. But... Uh, I learned a long time ago how I would never treat people because of the legendary sucker stuff I saw Kelvin Hunter do. And to see him go through what he's going through right now, I laugh because it's the poor choices and poor decisions that he made. And I know that I would never make those decisions because I don't treat people like that. I'm, I'm the same way. And we'll laugh. But black about, men don't cheat. You guys are very passionate about, about you, this. Ye? I will say that I'm the type of person who I work very hard on myself and not taking pain, uh, taking pleasure in other people's pain. Even when someone's done something negative to me, I still try to always be above all of that. But I do feel that when people are in general not good people and do nasty things and do terrible things to other people, karma is definitely going to get them. Absolutely. So that's why I just mind my business. There's people who I don't mess with and I just mind my business and when things happen, I feel like that's a result of what they're putting out into the atmosphere coming back to them and I never feel like I have to gloat about that. But you do got to give a little chuckle sometime when you see karma get busy. It's like, why? you know how you watch, you know how you watch a good player score 50? Like, yeah, all right, check this out. You the Absolutely. Raptors, right? Right. But you know Steph Curry can ball. So what if they come back to game seven and Steph Curry drops 57 in the game winning shot? You got to be like, God damn, that, mother, that damn Steph Curry. And I think <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah, you like that yeah. with karma. Like, man, God damn. And I think as women, man. things happen like maybe a man cheats on you and then the girl that he's cheating with is harassing you and then you see him cheat on her and you're like, well... <laughs> You know. That's karma. Yeah. That Nicole, good morning. Good morning. What, what do you think? Good morning, think? Angela Yee. Good, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. What do you think? I'm like, well, my opinion, I'm like, all right, I'm not a fan of either team, basically Golden State or T.O., but I'm like, if I was a T.O. fan, yeah, I would have laughed at him. I don't feel like that's something that it's like you wishing karma on somebody to get hurt or nothing, but you did get you did get hurt. You lucky you ain't go out like D-Rose trying to come back after an injury like that. You know what I mean? You was injured already. Yeah, but ain't nothing funny down. about it. Like, he got injured. Like, any of your but players could be injured. This is basketball. It, but you got to remember, as a fan, as a T.O., because I understand y'all point of view, but as a T.O. fan, I would have laughed too. That's like, mm. we out here. We out here in our, in our state. We in New York or some shit. You feel me? And somebody from another side come out here popping shit. And we see him walking off the stage. Right. Ball. No I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't no know person. if I would laugh, but I can understand why Toronto Raptors fans were happy because in their mind yeah, they're like, "Yo, we gonna win, we are gonna lock it down now." Right. It's not, but even without KD, they gonna lock it down. Regardless, with or without KD, they show, is showing that. Regardless, uh, of what, a man is a man. Yeah, but we don't know. Like right. last night, uh, the, the sherry shifted. 800-585-1051. We're asking, is it ever okay to laugh at somebody's misfortune? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. 
Yes, so yesterday it's official. The corner of Fulton Street and St. James Place in Brooklyn and Bed-Stuy is now known as Christopher Wallace Way. Dropping the clues bombs for the Notorious B.I.G., baby. Finally, he has a street in his hometown named after him. Little Kim was there. Little C's was there. Of course, Biggie's mom was there. New York mm-hmm. City Council member Lori Cumbo was there. Fans were at the ceremony as well. And they've been trying to do this for years. That's dope. That was really dope. And finally, it got approved by the Brooklyn Community Board and by Mayor Bill de Blasio last November. So it's been years and years and years that they've been trying to get this street renamed after him. And finally, it's been done. That's big because, you know, even growing up as a kid, you always saw streets named after, like, uh, black notable figures. But they were mostly, like, civil rights activists. You Mm -hmm. know, like you'll see a Martin Luther King or a Frederick Douglass or a Malcolm X. Now it's, like, the rappers. So that shows how rappers have become, like the new leaders, so to speak. Now you can go to Christopher Wallace Way. That is so mm-hmm. dope, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Woodstock 50. You know, this Woodstock was supposed to be coming. There were all kinds of issues mm-hmm. with the people who were funding it and all of that. Well, now there's another issue. They lost the venue. They have announced a decision from the venue to cancel the event, so they pulled out. And that's because they just feel like with the provisions of the contract, it's just not happening. They so, had a crazy lineup, too. I, when, I, when I was looking at the lineup, the lineup was crazy. People were saying this could potentially be the new fire festival. They were oh feeling boy. a little nervous about it. Hey, does the world need a new fire festival? <laughs> well, I no, that's th- the point. Yeah, I thought the world didn't want the old fire festival. Right. So the event organizers were denying all of those claims. And, you know, they had already put, I think, um, $17.8 million into the festival. And a Manhattan judge had ruled last month the festival could go on as planned but that their financial backing would not be restored. So they weren't able to get that financial backing they originally had. They were trying to figure it out after the former investor had pulled out. But now it looks like the venue is pulling out. All right, Scarface, a.k.a. Brad Jordan, has announced his bid for Houston City Council. He said, it's official. I'm offering myself for service as the next Houston City Council member for District D. Join our movement. More details to come. You can go to BradfordDistrictD.com. Dropping the clues bombs from my partner, Scarface, man. You know, the reason I like stuff like this is because a lot of people like to talk about what's wrong with the system, but sometimes you got to be a part of the system in order to change it. And Scarface is choosing to be of service and be a part of the system in order to bring about some change. So salute to my guy, Scarface, a.k.a. Brad Jordan. And I wish I could vote in Houston, damn it. All right, now, he's also a founding member of the Positive Purpose Movement, and that movement bolsters education and empowerment programs for underrepresented communities. And last year, he spoke with students in the Houston schools about developing music entrepreneurship programs in those schools. That's my guy. He wrote the forward for my last book, uh, Shook One, talking about his, uh, his, his, his issues with anxiety and depression throughout his life. Salute to my guy, Scarface, man. Love that dude. All right, Wendy Williams. Looks like she's got a new fling, boo, lover. I don't know what's going on. Okay. But she's been posting pictures with him, holding hands. They look booed up. And then we've seen the video of him on TMZ because he's sitting next to her in the car. And TMZ also asked her about what's going on with her family. I would ask you to respect our privacy, but please, I don't respect people's privacy. That's why I do the hot topics. But um, all three of us... Are doing fine. Are we going to see the three of you guys? Yeah, I mean, sure. together. Is it, even, maybe not as a married yes, couple again. Yes, yes, of course again. you will. Kevin's got to graduate from college. He's going into a sophomore year. He's going to get married or whatever. He's going to celebrate. Yes! Everybody's got to grow and up. And is he going to be back with his father again? Yes! Okay. They're not, they're not apart. She needs help, man. 
what you mean? She man. doesn't seem 100%, man. Wendy living her best life, and she and she, she 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 deserves it. But she did sound like she was drinking in that video. She seems and, like she needs help. And I don't man. want her around she's anyone. She's in rehab, yeah, so I don't want, she's got to be careful. Yeah, I don't want her around anyone that's going to have her drinking. But Kelvin Hunter is somewhere selling his sneakers for cash and swinging it to air right now, goddammit. Boy, he is hurting. I mean, it's so Look, cute that she has a new boyfriend and all, but she has to get help. We don't know if it's help. her boyfriend. I don't know who it is, but she, she looks like she needs help. Something's not right. Now, she posted a picture of him holding her hand. The Well, just his hand, so you can't see his face in that picture. And she said, last night was the most beautiful sunset in Sherman Oaks with special people. Thank you, California. You've won me over. I'll be back for the hip-hop festival in August. And then she put, old enough to be your mother. Hashtag very sexy man. Hashtag my new life. Uh, uh, and that is the first time she's looked disheveled in a while because she's been looking good. So it could be the fact that it was just late at night. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? She's 54 years old. You know, she ain't been in the streets like that in a minute. Could just be fatigue, you know? But it did look like she was a little intoxicated. So I don't want her around nobody that's going to be yeah. having her back on that bottle. Something just doesn't seem right. So I, I hope that she's getting the help and everything is okay, man. Yes. And now, if, if, for everybody out there buying Kelvin Hunter's sneakers for cash, keep me posted. I like I like those stories. Is he selling sneakers? That's what I heard. That's what the screen says. How much? Cash. Just a little scrap for cash right like, now. Like how much cash? I don't know. Just a little scrap for cash. Are the sneakers used or new? And what size is he? Pause. I don't know what size he is. I can find out, though. I don't be there. I just like to hear the stories. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? But whenever you see Kelvin Hunter out there selling sneakers for cash, keep me informed. I like those. Good for my spirit. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your energy. Good for my mental report. health. This guy is crazy. It is. It is. It's good for me. All right, we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Uh, yes, we are going to give you some information about what happened in the Dominican Republic with Big Poppy, David Ortiz. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, uh, Charlemagne gave Toronto Raptors donkey of the day to fans. Toronto Raptors fans for uh, uh, laughing you know, at uh, cheering when <laughs> Kevin Durant got hurt. You know, Kevin Durant possibly suffered a career-threatening injury last night in a, a torn Achilles, which is the worst injury that you can have in basketball. You know, so I don't know why Raptors fans were cheering because that could happen to one of their players at the start of Game Six. What if that happens to Kawhi start of Game Six? Correct. So 800-585-1051. We're asking, do you think it's okay to laugh at someone else's misfortune? Who's this? This is Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey, what do you think? I think that it is that it's it's all about karma. You know, you get that bad juju like Charlemagne said. You laugh at somebody's gonna come right back on you. I agree with you. Thank you, Mama. Mm-hmm. Elliot. Hey, what's up, Elliot? Hey, what do you think, man? We're talking. Is it okay to laugh at someone else's misfortune? I mean, of course not. But you got to think, Toronto fans are not real basketball fans. Like they, they're not. <laughs> they're what not? A bunch of. What do you mean? Why not? They haven't won it. This is the first or only one. One of the only basketball teams. Like they're just a bunch of cornballs up there. So I think it's all part of the game. So like, you don't. It's not cool at all. Like they're all a bunch of just you know just weirdos. So I don't. I don't respect it. But I do understand. <laughs> oh my they don't gosh. Really get it that much. They're not real basketball fans. That's so you, how it is. you're basically saying they don't understand <laughs> basketball etiquette. Basically is what I'm saying. They, Toronto. I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you guys been there. They do things a little bit different up there. A bunch of you know. Hey, what's up, Brody? With all that kind of weird. <laughs> they understand. Oh my gosh. Like real. You really don't like Elliot. Toronto. Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Elliot. Where you from, Elliot? It's a beautiful city. They're just they don't they do things with, uh, weird up there. Where you from? I feel you. I'm from Detroit. I'm born from L. A. But I live in Detroit right now. <laughs> I feel you, Elliot. I feel everything you're saying. I get it. What? This guy is crazy. You get what he gets? Derek. <laughs> Yo. What's up, man? We're talking. Is it okay to laugh at someone else's misfortune? No, sir. I don't feel it's okay to laugh at no one's misfortune, man. 
That's all you got? That's all you got to say. You sound like you're going through some misfortune right now and you don't want nobody laughing <laughs> at you, sir. Stop that, man. Nah, nah. I just don't feel it's, it's all right. Do unto others that you won't do unto you, man. So if you're in that kind of situation, would you have somebody to laugh at you? Nah, you I'm with you. Listen, God is still working on me. You know, I just got I got one person on this planet that I really can't stand. Y'all know who it is. There's a couple. His name is Kelvin Hunter. There's a couple, Charlemagne. Um, I can read a list to you. It's like two. It's, re- it's really two. But Kelvin, <laughs> Kel- Kelvin is one of them. You know what I'm saying? But once again, I'm not laughing at his misfortune. I'm laughing at the fact that he made poor choices and poor decisions. And he thought that he could continue no. making poor choices, poor decisions, and treating people <laughs> like that. And it wouldn't come back to him. You said the man was selling sneakers the money for, for, to pay for that gas. That's a true story. I ain't saying nothing about paying for gas. Now, you added that little sauce. All right, okay, <laughs> all I said all I said was I heard the man was selling. I said I heard. This is you allegedly. Heard. You chuckled. He was in the sneaker store See? selling sneakers. You smiling now? Okay. <laughs> See? I'm happy that somebody got blessed with some sneakers for a discount. Who's this? Hello. <laughs> what you mean? Hello. Hello. Hey, what's your name? Hi. Good morning. My name is Aaliyah. I'm born and raised in Toronto, but I live in North now. Oh. And I just wanted to weigh in on the Raptors situation. Go ahead. If anybody has met a Canadian, then you know we're genuinely some of the kindest people that you can ever meet. But it's like people really have to remember the battle that the Raptors and us as Canada has gone through with the media this series. They really came for us. Like Stephen A. Smith was up there. We don't deserve to be here. We shouldn't win this. Like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know what? We fought to get here. We battled to get here. So it wasn't a cheer for KD going down. It really wasn't. It was a cheer that like now we're solidified. We're going to win this series. And Y'all ain't win yet. Y'all ain't win the series yet, though. That's the whole day. point. I believe that we will. Raptors all day. That you got to speak it into existence. I all right. Well, listen. What if what if Kawhi Leonard, God forbid? Uh, I, I like Kawhi. He's a cancer like me. We got the same born day, June 29th. What if his What if he tears his Achilles in the in the second quarter of Game Six? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna be extremely hurt. It's gonna be detrimental to us. But remember, as KD walked off, we gave him a standing ovation. It shows that the system going down were not for his injury. It was a pride thing for us. Like y'all gave a, y'all gave y'all gave a standing ovation after the the Raptors players and Drake had to tell the crowd stop that. Right. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop cheering. Be for nice. Him. Stop cheering because he's injured. Cause that really was kind of foul. Like, I really genuinely feel like it was misinterpreted. Like I said, misinterpreted. They misinterpreted the cheers. We don't have that hurt. We're genuinely not like that. We're some of the kindest people that you could ever meet. I not love Canadians. Time. <laughs> you love what? I love Canadians. Some of my best friends are Canadians. <laughs> my best friends. Yeah. I do love Canada. Thank you, Baba. Thank I like, you. I like Canada. I like going to Canada. I've been Canada. to Montreal, Vancouver, <laughs> Toronto. I like Canada. Canada is dope. But what's the moral of the story, guys? <laughs> the moral of the story is like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said: Don't laugh, learn. When you see some, when you see misfortune happen to somebody, don't laugh, learn from it. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and first, I want to say happy birthday to Star. Uh, Dem Productions 2 on Twitter wants to shout out her daughter. It's her 18th birthday today, so happy birthday, Star. All right. She said it will make her day if we shout her out. All right, yes, let's talk about DJ Khaled. There's been a lot of rumors and drama surrounding his album not being number one, so now we have some more information on what happened on Billboard and what his plans are moving forward because he's not happy. Khaled got to knock it off and stop being a clown. Ain't nobody going to tell Khaled he acting like a clown. All right, we'll get into that next. I'll tell you what's going on, and maybe you'll think it's not fair, too. Khaled acting like a dancing bear. All right. Why why I got to be a bear? (laughs) Just a dancing person. Little dancing bear, little clown in the circus. Stop dancing, man. All right, it's the Breakfast Slogan Board. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report, rumor report. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So, DJ Khaled, we've been telling you about all this controversy about DJ Khaled's Father of Assad album debuting at number two on the Billboard album charts. Which is a blessing. Yeah, that's definitely a blessing. So, here's what the real issue is, is that some of the albums that he sold ended up not counting towards Billboard because they were bundled with energy drinks. So, merchandise bundling is something a lot of artists have been doing Mm -hmm. as of late. I think they said last year almost half of the albums, the songs that were number one, or the albums that were number one from last year were due to bundles. Almost half of them. All right, so, uh, and Tyler, the Creator's album came in at number one and Khaled was number two, but Tyler, the Creator, also had a bundle situation as well, and I guess his his merch bundles were valid but DJ Khaled's were not. And I'm going to tell you why I feel like Khaled is being a clown right now, because yesterday Khaled tweeted out that he has the number one album, and he said, I sell albums, not bundles. You were trying to sell bundles the first week. What are you talking about? If your bundles would have counted uh, and, and would have counted and, and, and would have caused your first week sales to be higher and somebody called you out for it, you'd be calling him a sore loser. So, so knock it off. He tweeted that yesterday? Yes. Did he? All right, so let me finish. So mm-hmm. on shop.com, that was where the bundles were available with the energy drinks. And according to Deanna Brown, who's the president of the Billboard Hollywood Reporter Media Group, they said, in this particular instance, we saw an organization encouraging purchases among their members by promising them material and organizational benefits. So uh, they are now disputing that. Desiree Perez, who is the chief operating officer at Khaled's management company at Rock Nation, she said, we dispute their decision on behalf of Khaled and frankly, every artist who is forced to navigate bundling an album download with an inexpensive item that still effectively represents their brand. It's confusing and demeaning to the art. So uh, I guess the issue is so many people do bundling. Remember Taylor Swift when she did her album? She (laughs) did bundling with Papa John's Pizza. Khaled did bundling. Right, and it didn't count. So, so in his camp, he says those sales would have amounted to more than 100000 if they would have counted, but all of those album sales were disqualified. Khaled should be ashamed of himself acting like this, because like I said, if they would have counted his bundles and he would have debuted at number one first week, and if somebody would have called him out for that, then he would have been calling him a sore loser. He, tweet, he literally posted yesterday, uh, I sell... I sell albums, not bundles. He said, I'm in the music biz, not bundles. Yeah, I'm not in the music Same difference. Okay, I'm about to say, I didn't see that tweet. But it's the same thing. Like, you you are in the bundle biz. Because that is part of the music biz now. So part of the issue when we told you that he was uh, upset at the label, he was upset that they didn't fight harder for those album sales to count. Listen, Khaled, you have nothing to cry about. You get every single look available. You get all the radio play. You get all the SNLs. You hosting award shows like uh, the Kids' Choice Awards on Nickelodeon's. Like, if, if you don't have a real connection with the people, you just don't have a real connection with the people. But if if Tyler the Creator's bundles counted and my bundle should have counted, well, what's the problem? You sound like you took about your hair. I know that's what it sounds like, right? <laughs> but I mean, if if his I, counted, you know, yeah, that, I understand that's why he would be upset. That's an interesting thing because Tyler the Creator did also do bundles, and his did count. Right. And so, Khaled's didn't. Right. So if his so, bundles count, I'm, so who is Khaled mad at in this situation? I guess he was mad at his label. He, he didn't. I don't, I don't think he so expected the story. So what's all this? I want to sue Billboard and all this other stuff. Like, why you want to sue Billboard? Like, what's what's well, all that? Because Billboard didn't count his. That's why they didn't count. Billboard said they didn't count because of the promotion of it. Well, I think it's a disconnect somewhere, and I don't know if it's got to do with. Billboard. And you know, it's just a tricky thing right now with music, with streams, with people trying to get people to buy albums. Because when you buy an album, it counts so much more towards your first week numbers than when you stream. Right? It takes a lot more streams to make what one album sale would be. So people want you to buy albums and to encourage you to do that. They're coming up with all different kinds <laughs> of marketing plans and one of those is bundling. But now it's what counts and what doesn't count. And right? not for nothing. Let's, let's, be, cl- let's be clear. 
Khaled might have something in his contract that if he hits another number one record, he gets more money uh, on his next whatever his next signing may be. So that might be part of it and why he's going so hard to make sure he gets that number one. Listen, y'all don't think it's contradictory to say I'm in the music biz, not the bundle biz, but complain about your bundles not counting? That's what, that, am I the only person that thinks that just sounds stupid? You can't comp- you can't say you're in the music biz, not the bundle biz, but complain about your bundles not counting. <laughs> like, what's up with y'all, man? I need some y'all don't be letting anything fly. I need and some And people news. say anything, and y'all eat it up like it makes like it sounds, it's well, it sounds I, I, good. I don't have no problem with him being upset. I'm just trying to explain. I'm just trying to explain so people can understand what's going on. I have on. no problem with him being too. upset. That's if, all. If, if, if Envy. You count that man's bundles, count my bundles. Yes, so that's but, how but, but, I need but, some new bundles. Now, let's move on. But don't post stuff like you're in the music biz, not the bundle biz, but complain about your bundles not counting. Now, I do feel like I'm talking about hair. Let me shut up. Thank you. I need some new bundles myself. All right. Now, Clay Thompson is reportedly locked in for Space Jam 2. So that should be exciting for him. Other NBA stars have not been able to do this, and uh, we know LeBron is doing it, so now Klay Thompson is allegedly locked in. Her has announced that she's going to be headlining and curating a Lights On Festival in September in the Bay Area. She said, it's my home. It's a dream come true to host my festival there. So that should be exciting for her. Okay. Uh, she's going to do the headlining set. Janae Aiko is going to be there. Daniel Caesar, Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. This sounds pretty dope. Danny Lay will be there. Melly. So if you guys want to check that out in the Bay Area. Now, Tiffany Boone, you know her from The Shy. She's the one who was Jason Mitchell's girlfriend on the show, mm-hmm. uh, Jerrica. Well, she did post a note on social media. She said, I've never spent a lot of time on social media, but I wanted everyone who has uh, sent me positivity over the last few weeks to know I felt it. I'm so appreciative of all the love, prayers, and support. I love you. I thank you. Okay. All right. And um, that's it. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Revolt, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, it is Black Music Month, and shout to uh, Councilman Andy King, Councilman in the BX in the 12th District. Yesterday, we were uh, honored yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt totally out of place at this uh, award show. What was it, the Power and Music Awards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was for Black Music Month. Yeah, I felt totally out of place because they were honoring legends like... Mary Ra- Jane Girls, Rakim, Slick Rick. Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane. June Ambrose. Laurie April Ann Walker. Lorianne Gibson. Like, Londell McMillan. Like, mm-hmm. these are people that, you know, I've been watching for years. I'm a fan of the culture. So Walker. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of a lot of these people, you know what I mean? So to be honored amongst them, it I felt totally out of place. I feel like it's a little too early for us. You know what I mean? But we appreciate it. Oh, no, yeah, I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much. It, it was I amazing. I don't take any of that for granted. It's very, very, very humbling. You know what I mean? Especially when you see how other people perceive The Breakfast Club. Because to me, this is a trash-ass show. You know what I'm saying? But to other people, they look at it as something that's impacting the culture. So, yeah. you know. Well, we appreciate we you. We appreciate you. The weather you. was so nasty. I got Need rained on you. trying to get there. But And it was actually supposed to be outdoors, and then they moved it indoors because yes. of the weather. Well, thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Yes. All right, when we come back, positive note is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, uh, shout to Amanda Seals for joining us this morning. Salute to Amanda Seals. Our Smart, Funny, and Black Toy is going to be starting real soon. She mm-hmm. got a book coming out. She got a song out right now. She got mm-hmm. her song out. Which we can't say the full title on the radio. You have the clean version, though, right? Yes. I had Speak- one curse in there. How do we have to clean it up? Speaking of songs, I just want to tell y'all that tomorrow is National Black Men Don't Cheat Day. Uh, it is June 12th. It is my guy, Little Duval's Born Day. And tomorrow we are having a full-blown celebration of monogamy. And we are celebrating all the faithful black men, you know, uh, men who have 
learn their lessons in life and have turned over a new leaf and are out here showing and proving through actions and deeds that the best way to be is a faithful black male. Can I get an amen, Envy? Amen! That's right. Okay, so tomorrow we will be celebrating uh, National Black Men Don't Cheat Day and we will be debuting Little Duval's new single titled Black Men Don't Cheat. Now, Charlemagne, we need a favor. Yes, sir. I need you to get to work on time tomorrow so you can uh, <laughs> debut this single tomorrow morning because we're going to play it at 6 a.m. And it's depending on how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Uh, today was a little rain delay. That's why I was late. Uh, tomorrow I have to check the forecast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know some women are already planning a remix of that song. Well, listen, I want to tell all those women that are playing remixes to that song, don't let the devil use you. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand that our narratives are meant to be changed, and you have to understand that, you know, your thoughts become things, and the things that you want to happen in this world, you should speak about and constantly think about. So when you put out that kind of energy that black men don't cheat, I don't see how anybody could be against that. I don't see how anybody could be against us celebrating monogamy and faithfulness. I just have to say that you're Satan in the flesh. You know, <laughs> you see it in the so flesh. don't let the devil use you tomorrow, okay? Because you're not gonna steal. You're not gonna steal my joy tomorrow. Tomorrow is National Black Men Don't Cheat Day. All right, all right, all right. Well, get, leave us on a positive note. Uh, the positive note is simply this, man. The world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. All right, what? Our thinking it cannot be changed without changing our thinking. That's Albert Einstein, and I'm saying all that to say, black men don't cheat. 